Welcome back to the Wins Daily Podcast. It is the first one of August, and it's going to be a different one today. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. Here with my good friend, veteran broadcaster, pro wrestler, teacher, so many things, Matt Stryker. Uh, and Matt, we're going to do something different today. It's August. That means tonight's the Hall of Fame game, so we're going to talk some baseball and some preseason fantasy football you must be so excited you want to jump off the top rope. Let me tell you something. Football, football, we're playing football, football, even though the game means nothing, and it's August, it's still football. That's my latest track. It'll be released on the radio shortly. Okay. All right. Uh, can't imagine you won't sell any records. All right. Uh <laughs> Let's start with baseball. We have a shorter slate today, a bunch of day games. The Minnesota Twins are at the Miami Marlins, probably a crowd of about three. Uh, <laughs> Michael Pineda has been really well lately. Uh, he's really turned things around here, especially in the second half. He's at 9,300 going against Jordan Yamamoto, who, uh, who started off his career well, but they got really battered in his last start. Uh, I don't think Yamamoto is somebody you can attack with a stack, especially in this park. But Pineda, you have to be liking him at 9,300 against that Miami lineup. Yeah, I think that Jordan Tojo Yamamoto, like you said, was an intriguing name a month ago, six weeks ago. But he has seemed to run into some trouble. I think the Marlins collectively today are going to be dejected as they look around the locker room and go, why did we trade Zach Allen? Like, what was the purpose of that? I think this is a team that is primed to be picked on, actually. Uh, I do like Pineda, but I think Twins bats could be a play here, depending on the fragile psychological state of the fish. San Francisco's in Philadelphia. The uh, San Francisco did trade Will Smith. Uh, so they, they feel like they're still in it. Uh, they've gotten hot in the second half. Derek Rodriguez is on the mound against Jake Arrieta. Uh, usually, you know, first half of the season, we would say, okay, Arrieta against this lineup, we want to roll him out there. But, you know, San Francisco's hit much better in the second half. Uh, but maybe some Philly bats against Derek Rodriguez. Bryce Harper's 4,700. Uh, Cesar Hernandez is just 4,000. Mikel Franco's just 3,700. Uh, Real Muto's 4,500. I wouldn't say stack the Giants here, the Phillies necessarily here, but uh, maybe a few bats here and uh, probably avoid Arietta. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'll take it even further. If Juan Samuel and Dutch Dalton were available, I would take them as well. I do think the Philly bats could uh, bring you some pleasure today. Uh, don't sleep on the Giants, though. They add Scooter Jeanette. All of a sudden, they're only, I think, two or three out of a wild card. Uh, you and I were talking earlier how these poor Met fans are so delusional that they think, oh, the Mets will make a run. The Giants will have a better second-half record than the nine Mets. So I think Philly bats here, though, is something that you can definitely look at. Beyond that, just enjoy the fact that the Giants will always be better than the Mets. Well, you said that. I didn't about, you know, the the poor fans. I, 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 I kind of took a middle ground there. You know, You're one of them. <laughs> no, I'm not. Look, I'm not hoping for them to get to the World Series, but with that rotation, you know, you never know what can happen. Maybe they couldn't make the wild card. Nope. Yeah. Well, that, well, today, Zach Wheeler, who's still a Met, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, going against Dylan Cease. Uh, Wheeler's 10,400. Uh, I'd rather spend on Pineda, but you know the way the White Sox have been hitting, especially the first two games of this series, getting shut down by Syndergaard and DeGrom, and Wheeler making a, making a road start here against Dylan Cease, who uh, you know, hasn't been as good as expected, but the Mets lineup really hasn't produced much either. I'd probably say out of this game, I'd probably consider Wheeler maybe my second favorite pitcher that we've talked about behind Pineda today. Yeah, I agree with you again. Uh, I think Wheeler is the play here, especially with the fact that I think Moncada now may or may not make a trip to the IL. There's just a lot of holes in that Sox lineup. But to your point, uh, the fact that these teams are, are so unfamiliar with each other definitely poses some interesting issues from offensive points of view. Dylan cease to exist is not someone that I'm going to target here. I do like Wheeler, though, and uh, depending on price points and how you want to construct your lineup, Wheeler's definitely in play today. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll probably take him after uh, after Pineda. Uh, then in the last day game, we have Milwaukee Brewers against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, you want to stack Brewers against Daniel Megan, but they're very expensive, although Grendahl's only 4,300. Uh, Braun's only 4,300. And maybe some Oakland backs against Chase Anderson, who has a fitting first name because he often gets chased. Uh, you know, you have uh, you have Chris Davis is just thirty seven hundred. Uh, at some point, he's got to come around and homer again. Mark Canna is just uh, Canna is just forty four hundred. Uh, so some bats in this game. Uh, you know, maybe that twin stack is the way to go. But I think you also have to consider uh, a Brewer stack and maybe an Oakland mini stack. So I'm seeing Homer Bailey getting the start today. You're showing Daniel Mengden? Who are you showing? I'm showing Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey. Okay. Uh, I think you're correct. Uh, in, that, in that case, I'll just avoid, I'll avoid the Brewers' bats. And, you know, there's not really a lot of stacking here to go against either the Phillies or the Twins. And uh, on the other side, you know, maybe some Oakland backs and a mini stack. Well, uh, I was watching the A's last night because I have the MLB package. Being here in New York, I like to watch a lot of these West Coast teams. Boy, oh boy, do they scrap. And they really, they take pitchers deep into counts, especially late in the game. I was watching Matt Chapman yesterday, although he struggled. He really had some really good ABs. Uh, I don't mind Brewer bats here, and I would not play Anderson. I would not play Bailey. Uh, my usual A's go-to involves Ramon Laureano. That will no longer be the case. He's out four to six weeks. So, uh, yeah, some Brewer bats are in play here, but that's where it begins and ends for moi. 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 You know, you used to be a little kid. You used to blow bubbles with your mouth, like, moi. moi. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I ran into bubbles. It says hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at the night slate. It's just six games. Uh, we got Toronto at Baltimore. Trent Thornton, who's always hittable against Asher Wojciechowski, who's actually pitched well the last few games. Yeah. And uh, Although, just to recap really quick, we like uh, Pineda and Wheeler on the early slate as pitchers. And then you have Milwaukee, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and Oakland stacks. Uh, Oakland more of a mini stack. Uh, Trent Thornton's always hittable. Asher Wojciechowski's pitched really well lately. And uh, at 7,100, you know, if you want to make room for bats somewhere else, I think he's a consideration. 
Uh, Trent Thornton, I think I definitely want to get some bats in there, maybe a mini stack. Uh, Trey Mancini, but the, the, the bats you really want are maybe expensive, but I could see going Hansel Alberto for maybe $3,700. And uh, Renato Nunez is 4800 I think he's definitely working it. Maybe at least an Orioles mini stack, and considering saving some money on Asher Wojciechowski. Well, I think for those old enough to remember the Barney Miller show, I think Wojciechowski was one of the detectives. So every time I hear that, oh, I'm boy. to watch Barney Miller. I know you are, but uh, there's that. Here's the thing. How do you not love the Toronto Blue Jays from top to bottom? That lineup is just so exciting and so sexy. I won't touch them today, but it, it's really hard. Like I have to pull my hand away from clicking the button just because that lineup is so young and sexy. But Wojo has been spinning well, so I will stay away. On the other side, you can find some value with some of the Orioles' names that you definitely listed. Thornton is uh, definitely susceptible to something. His ERA is over or near five and a half. So, uh, yeah, you can find some value here on the Orioles' side with the bats. I wouldn't mess with Wojo until he shows that he's come back to earth. He's been you know, playing with his hair on fire the past couple of starts. Okay. Uh, I think I think it's my second pitcher on DraftKings. I'm going to go for it. Uh, give me some money to save some money for some bats. All right. Uh, Houston is at Cleveland. Uh, Garrett Cole, uh, the best cash game pitcher of the night, 11,300. Although Cleveland has really started to turn it up offensively, going against Danny Salazar, who Yay. makes his first start since 2017 in the majors, has pitched well in the minors. But you know what, though? This Astros lineup – has stack written all over it, regardless. Uh, you can get Chirinos for just thirty nine hundred. Uh, if you want to save some money there, Josh Reddick just thirty four hundred. That gives you room for Bregman at forty seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Altuve's forty eight. Springer is fifty three. So I think an Astro stack is definitely in play tonight. And Cole is obvious as a starter. Well, good to see Danny Salazar back, and all of a sudden. Everyone was saying, ah, the Indians stink. Ah, they're out of it, blah, blah, blah. Now I think they're two or one game out from their, from their division. They're right there. This could very well be your uh, October matchup. Yes, Astros bats are always in play. I don't think you need me to tell you that. Uh, I'm curious to see which Salazar shows up, but uh, I'm not going to dare uh, pick on him. And Cole is definitely a play here, but... If Puig and Reyes are in the lineup, all of a sudden Cleveland becomes a much different baseball team. So uh, I'm on the fence here. It's, uh, I'm looking for value elsewhere before I go and uh, try to get touched up by this marquee matchup. Okay, let's go to Tampa Bay at Boston. Brandon McKay gets called up for this start against Andrew Kashner. This has a look of a stay-away game for me. I would use McKay against this lineup. Uh, and Kashner is not, not somebody I want to roll out there necessarily. He's only 5400 so if you want to take the chance on him in a real cheap uh, you know, sort of sort of play, if you want to save money for bats, you know, maybe in a tournament, that's as far as I'd go. Uh, listen, Andrew Kashner can wear any uniform he wants. He's still Andrew Kashner. Don't let a 10-5 record with an ERA hovering around 420, wink, wink, you know, get you all high and mighty. He's Andrew Kashner. He stinks. Uh, Brandon McKay would be a play against anyone else, but the Red Sox are really coming on now, and, and they know what they need to do 
rolling into the dog days. So I agree with you. It's a stay away game. Chicago's at St. Louis. We continue the rivalry with John Lester against Jack Flaherty. Both these pitchers are kind of up and down. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, this is a Forrest Gump game. You know, it's like Bob Bobble said, uh, we're playing Cubs against Cardinals. You never know if you're going to get How am I going to follow the worst? Bobble played DFS. Unbelievable. I make shrimp gumbo. I make shrimp steak. I make shrimp rolls. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, don't touch this. Uh, I do like, as a Cardinal fan, the addition of um, Tony Singrani. I think a lot of people are sleeping on that. But, yeah, this is a rivalry. It's emotional. There's a lot going on here. They're fighting for the division. The Cardinals are playing well. The Cubbies are coming on. Stay away from me. Okay, and then we move on to... Cincinnati and Atlanta, uh, D'Anthony DiSclefani makes you consider a Braves stack or at least a Braves mini stack over here. Adam Duvall is hitting great ever since he came up. Uh, the price is still pretty friendly. Uh, Freddie Freeman's worth the 5,100. Josh Donaldson, the 4,300 on DraftKings. On the other side, maybe Max, Max Freed. Uh, if you want to save some money here against these Cincinnati bats without Yasiel Puig. Uh, yes to Max Freed. He's 11 and 4. Only 5,800. Yeah, and that's why, just because you can't overlook that. Plus, his ERA is 420 as well. Wink, wink. Yeah, uh, so I like. You could go Cole and Freed and still get your top pitcher and then save some money for that. So, I mean, and why wouldn't you do that? Barring, and again, baseball's a crazy game. But barring something that we don't see coming, I think Freed is a play here. Love Donaldson. Love Duval if he's in the lineup, can't stay away. Love Acuna. Uh, love Freeman. Just if you can financially do it, do it. As far as the Reds go, uh, again, I don't know about the psyche of this ball club. So uh, I like Freed and I like Brave Bats. Well, they did acquire Trevor Bauer, so not everything's bad. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, he's not on the hill today. So let's see what happens. Yeah, he might be in center field catching, uh, catching, you know, what he, 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 he might just be throwing the ball over the outfield wall just for any yeah. purposes. Yeah. Final game is uh, the Padres and the Dodgers. Joey Lucchese, who's certainly hittable, uh, makes you want to consider a Dodger stack. But, uh, you know, the Dodgers, a lot of the Dodgers, and you could do it. You know, they're, they're a lot of, I, I, think, I think this has to be in play tonight. When you look at Max Muncy's just 4,400. Alex Vertigo, 3,600. Christopher Negron, if he's in the lineup, 2,900. Seeger's 3,800. Pollock's 3,600. Jock Peterson's only 4,000. You got Will Smith, too. So I think a Dodger stack is definitely in play. If you don't want to go with Cole, you got Kershaw at just 10,700. I love the fact that you called him Alex Vertigo. I think that's very funny and very clever. <laughs> Um, yeah, Clayton Kershaw, man, nine and two, ERA under three. He's still Clayton Kershaw. Everyone has forgotten about him. Uh, I like him here quite a bit, actually. I, I think, again, depending on where you want to put your money, Kershaw is a play. Uh, Dodger Bats could be a play as well. Look, Joey Lucchese, he's the kind of guy that you don't want to have to owe money to. Hey, Joey Lucchese. But beyond that, He's got an ERA over four, and I definitely think he's hittable. But uh, a Kershaw play would be my first move here. And then if I had to get creative and kooky, then I'd add some Doyer bats. 
So pitching-wise, we like Kershaw, we like Cole, obviously, and we like Matt Freed as one of one of our bargain plays. Stacks, uh, I think you certainly have to go with the Dodgers as your preferred stack tonight. Uh, the Astros are right there, too. So let's move on to uh, what else we're going to talk about is uh, preseason football kicks off tonight with the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. Uh, actually, a prelude to a... Uh, Fantasy Experts draft in Canton, Ohio this week. The uh, the Kings Classic uh, will be uh, part of the Hall of Game Fame game festivities right near the uh, Hall of Fame game. Uh, you can listen to uh, coverage of that on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, along with the other prominent uh, draft, which I'll be in Friday night, the Fantasy League of Experts, the Flex, live from New York City, run by Jake Seeley. The Kings Classic run by my friends Bob Lung and uh, Brad Evans. So some big expert drafts coming up this weekend. But it all starts tonight with the Hall of Fame game against the Atlanta Falcons and the Denver Broncos. And when you look on this at uh, DraftKings, uh, it's a showdown slate and everybody's priced the same because preseason football is so unpredictable. Great article on our homepage from Andrew Erickson uh, about who to pick and how to strategize. But... uh, Really, the first thing you have to do is make sure you get both defenses in because that unit will be on the field for the whole game. Uh, you know, you have to. I think you have to consider the kickers as well. Uh, you know, on, on both sides here. Uh, but uh, you know, this this is not going to be predictable. It's not something that I necessarily look forward to playing myself. <laughs> I agree, but when we have guys like Andrew Erickson penning amazingly informative articles that, that I think they sit on the splash page of Wind Daily Sports today. So, so go to the site right now and click on it. Andrew really breaks down how you can, A, have skin in tonight's game, have it matter, and the reason we do it. Look, it's not just because, oh, it's football, I want to I be a part of it, here's money. No, it's I want to win. Even though it's August 1, I want to win. And Andrew really breaks down, uh, like you said, everyone's priced the same and, and the way it's, it's uh, shaped out. And he recommends, you know, try, try to grab a, a quarterback, try to grab a wide receiver. Kickers may not be off the table. So, yeah, there's so much information here. It's, uh, there's, a, there's some room to make some money here. Scott LaRock. Uh, that's what people used to call me back in college. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but let's look at it positional here. We'll start with the Falcons. Matt Ryan's not expected to play. <coughs> you may not see a lot of Matt Schaub. So Kirk Benkert may get a lot of playing time. Now, he wasn't good in the preseason last year, but they're going to give him a longer look here to see if maybe he can push Schaub at some point for the backup job, which seems unlikely. But they're only carrying three quarterbacks. And in terms of playing time, it's all about playing time. Kirk Benkert might get the most playing time of any quarterback tonight. Yeah, uh, Coach Quinn has said that the rookies are going to be the people to watch in this game. So if that's the case, then, then yeah, that name is the name that you think is going to get the most snaps uh, considering the way this game is structured. There's definitely something there. Uh, what about some thoughts uh, on receivers, though? Yeah, I was going to get to the running backs next, but actually Ben Kirk's not a rookie. Uh, he played. He was an uh, undrafted free agent from last year. But uh, let's start with the running. Well, I guess we can go with the wide receivers next because the name that probably interests everybody the most that Andrew talks about is Almady Zacchaeus, a free agent who's opened some eyes in training camp and actually played with Ben Kirk in college. So 
knowing the connection there, uh, I think, you know, he's somebody you've got to consider. No Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley tonight. Justin Hardy has actually been bumped on the depth chart by Russell Gage. So Russell Gage is another guy to consider. And also Marcus Green, their sixth-round pick, uh, is kind of a do-it-all guy who can touch the ball as both a runner and a receiver. But even in a preseason game, I don't know how much I want to invest in a gadget guy. Well, uh, looking at the article, there's some really good nuggets. Uh, guys like Christian Blake are referenced, as is Devin Gray, even even Jaden Graham. And you have to think, who's going to get the, the most looks? Who's going to catch the most balls on a night like this? So uh, those names, Blake, Gray, even Graham, may be things to consider for tonight. We can only roster a limited amount of guys. So I'm yeah. probably going to lean towards Zach Ayers and um... – and Gage. Uh, Gage has had a very good camp. You know, they drafted him last year to be a special teamer, but he's actually played better to the point in this camp where he's actually surpassed Justin Hardy as the fourth receiver on the depth chart. So, uh, you know, I think he's a strong play for me. And running back, you're not going to see any of Devonta Freeman. Edo Smith will start, but you probably won't see a lot of him. Uh, I don't even know, even know if I can even use Kenjin Barner in the preseason. So, to me, uh, Brian Hill uh, played with them last year, was a, two years ago. Was a, I'm sorry. He's a third-year guy with them, fifth-round pick in 2017. Uh, you may see a lot of him, but I'm also very interested to see, and, you know, maybe there's a guy that people won't play a lot. And I've also listed him as a deep sleeper in yearly leagues back. Quadri Allison is their fifth-round pick. And he's a very physical guy who, if Devonta Freeman goes down, could end up sharing some playing time with Edo Smith. And with Dan Quinn uh, saying that he wants to get a good look at the rookies, I think I really think that uh, Quadri Allison could be a nice, nifty play and actually put himself on some fantasy radars tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is also the game that a lot of people are going to watch to kind of, just like you said, start to see little blips showing up on their radar in early August. Uh, yeah, Judge Ito Smith, and anyone who gets the Judge Ito reference, <laughs> at it because it's funny. Uh, I, I think maybe he'll get like uh, he'll be in on the first drive. That'll be it. Yeah, uh, Brian Hill is definitely the way to go. But you do make a, a good point about Allison. But I think that that Hill is the guy that will see uh, most of the reps, at least in the first half. Okay, let's go over to the Denver side. Joe Flacco will not play tonight. No, Joe Flacco. No throwing me a freaking bone here. Okay, uh, Kevin Hogan's going to start, and he actually has to make a case for himself, according to a lot of Denver insiders, to stay on the roster this year. He's going to start, and I think he's going to get a long look, and he has to prove that he can make the team because they're keeping Drew Locke, and they want to have Brett, Brett Rippin probably as a practice squatter. Uh, he's another rookie that they've signed off for free agency. So if if Hogan wants to stay on the roster, he's going to have to perform well tonight. You know, that, that may give him a little bit more upside than the Atlanta quarterback. Yeah, and also to, to, to another point, considering the fact that two rookie quarterbacks may play an entire half, you alluded to it earlier, that Falcons defense looks even sexier now. But yeah, you, you mentioned that, that Locke will be there. Rippon will probably get some touches too. But to your point, uh, I, I think that Hogan probably takes the first half, and then Locke and Rippon will split up the uh, the third and fourth quarters. 
Yeah, so you're going to have to decide whether you want the Atlanta quarterback or the Denver quarterback. I guess I'll take my chances with a guy that, you know, sometimes you know, football's a game of emotion. And, you know, when guys are pressed into a situation, they may respond. And uh, so Hogan might be my pick for tonight, a quarterback, and maybe you'd, uh, a captain, you know, in this lineup. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Sean Hamilton probably won't see a lot of act. Probably, well, they, they said that the starters are probably going to sit, period, for Denver. Uh, so, you know, name that they, names that you want to remember, uh, Jawan Winfrey is a six-round pick for the uh, for, for the Denver Broncos. And uh, he's had a pretty good camp, hasn't been able to stay healthy in college, but they want to give him a long look. And Nick Williams is another guy that's noted that, May get a lot of looks too. Uh, Tim Patrick is a guy that I've always liked, and uh, probably you know he's buried on the depth chart. Uh, big targets who show some flashes. Probably my picks would be Winfrey and Tim Patrick for tonight. Uh, one of the things I like to always look at, especially in football, and I think some other people call it a smart system, and the S stands for system. Uh, Williams knows Shanahan's offensive scheme. I think Williams is certainly going to be a guy that you you will hear his name quite a bit tonight, Nick Williams. Uh, I also think that guys like like Noah Font may also be interesting. But uh, for me, it, it, Nick Williams is the name that I'm looking at here. Yeah, I haven't uh, got to the tight ends yet. But, uh, you know, Noah Fant is a guy I absolutely love, absolutely jumps off the film at me. Uh, think he can actually be a starting fantasy tight end this year, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to get a chance to play tonight. So if you're going to go with a tight end, you know Her- Hireman's not going to start. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get out of Troy Fulamalji. Uh, they drafted him last year; he was on injured reserve. So if you're going to take a chance on a tight end, I think it would be fine. Well, we all know that your favorite player is Jake Butt. That's just because his last name is Butt. You also like Bug Howard. Because his name is Bob. But um, Matt, Matt Gajewski, and if I'm butchering your name, I'm sorry, had a great tweet out, and it's included in the article about which positions scored 10 or more DK points most frequently in NFL preseason DFS last season. And uh, it's interesting because obviously you, the spots you'd think, the wide receiver spot and the running back spot are one and two, the QB spot three defensive spot is four and the tight end spot is five. So keep that in mind when you're kind of looking at your captain to see who's going to give you the breakout numbers you need to cash in tonight. Yeah, there's on the, uh, on the Atlanta side, Austin Hooper is not going to play. Luke Stocker's more of a blocker. Uh, if I think I'm going to go anyone, it's going to go fun, but, uh, I don't know if I still like tight ends. You know, it's not a position that, that's pass-heavy, and then you divide up the reps. Uh, for running backs, Denver, Phillip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, probably not going to play. Maybe Devonta Booker will start. Uh, but there's going to be a roster battle between uh, between a few guys called Fani Muhammad, Devontae Jackson, and David Williams are all going to battle here and uh, pub- publish reports out of Denver indicate that if anybody seems to have an edge, it's called Fani Muhammad because of his speed. So if you're going to pick a Denver running back uh, to, to make the roster and have a good game tonight, it might be called Fani Muhammad. 
Yeah, and you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's almost as if you're looking over my shoulder, and if you are, get out of my bedroom closet, you weirdo. Uh, yeah, I, I think that a guy like, <laughs> like Muhammad has the tools to break off a big run. And something like that is what you could need, especially in the captain's spot. You know, one big run late in the game in garbage time can put you in the money. All right. So that was fun breaking it down. We're going to be doing it uh, next week as, as well. NFL preseason uh, will start fully next week. We'll have a lot more coverage for you on Win Daily. Uh, already feel the fun of this coming on. Uh, so, uh, Scott Engel for Matt Stryker, uh, broadcasting out of his closet. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>